following a group of 10 young people in a series of facilitated workshops on issues relating to the climate crisis and the challenges we all face. There is no planet B. This is a journey through the climate crisis on KCLR. If burning fossil fuels was so bad that it threatened our very existence, how could we just continue like before? A journey through the climate crisis is funded by commissioning the man with a television license fee. Hello and welcome to episode number six of A Journey Through the Climate Crisis. We are flying through these episodes. We're past the halfway mark, only four to go, but we are loving it nonetheless. Now, this week's episode is based on food waste and all the food that we waste in our homes. And you're going to be quite shocked to hear some of the statistics and the amount we do waste. That's all coming a little later in the show, as well as that Shane Casey of Carlow County Council is going to chat with the group and fill us in on everything we need to know regarding food waste and what we can do on our end to help reduce it. I'm Shannon Redmond, your host for the series, and I'm going with you all on the journey through the climate crisis and learning just as much as you are with the group of young people. Now, before we get into this week's session and hear about this week's homework, it is important that we get feedback each time from the group on how they found the session the week previous. So let's hear how they found the transport topic with Mark. Hi everyone, um, this week we're going to be talking about food waste but before we get stuck into that topic I just want to have a quick chat with you as to how you found last week's episode when we looked at transport and you spoke to Mark and he gave us a great insight into lots of different topics so what were your thoughts on that? Personally Jacinta, I quite enjoyed learning about the auditing side of things and how I suppose one finds out how to make their business or home more environmentally friendly. I found the topic quite interesting and I think I'd like to try to do some more research in my own time to learn a bit more about it. I found it really interesting how it's not only our, you know, normal cars, it's big lorries and buses too. Let's hear what the rest of the group thought of a mark session. Uh, I found it quite interesting how they... Um, how they're encouraging big transport companies to try look at being more green and changing the type of fuel they use. I thought Mark's session on transport was really good. I found it really insightful, especially when he was talking about how to reduce energy uses in heavier good vehicles, which I think is so, so important because road vehicles actually account for nearly up to 95% of carbon emissions coming from transportation. Um, And I think it's so important that people are aware of this and how to reduce their energy usage, even if it's not in heavier good vehicles, even just normal transportation, driving cars, because he mentioned idling. um, And I know that's a huge problem because a lot of people do it nowadays. And it's not only uh, contributing to climate change, it's also costing you money and it's not very efficient in the long run either for your car. So, yeah, I thought it was a really good session. Um, I found it really interesting about using electric cars, but also how they are pushing for bus and truck companies to use like different fuel, which is better for the environment. Now, of course, the group were given homework last week, as they are every week. We never send them home empty handed. So let's check in on how they got on with last week's homework. 
Okay, so it was great that you found um, Mark's topic on transport really interesting and that you're kind of getting something out of that topic. So we're going to move on to homework from last week. So we asked you to identify three ways in which you could reduce your carbon footprint while traveling and getting from A to B. So how did you get on? So, well, myself and my own family, we have tried, well... We can't exactly use public transport very often, living in Burnchurch, but uh, we've tried parking our car farther away from our actual destination and then walking the rest of the way to reduce emissions, which, to be honest with traffic, is usually just the best decision anyway. <laughs> and, of course, you can also walk places if you live anywhere near to anything. You could. One thing that you could do is just try cycle or use like scooters to get to different to get to like shops. So like if your uh, mother or one of your friends needs you to pick something up for them, instead of like getting a family member to drive you over, you could go on a walk, uh, or you could cycle over. So me and my brother used to only get the bus once or twice a week to school, but now we just decided that we're going to get it every day. The others chimed in on the homework too. Reducing carbon footprint at home is actually a really easy and simple job. Um, You don't have to go install solar panels to reduce your carbon footprint. There is a lot you can do that is simple and efficient methods. So the first one I would say is probably change your light bulbs to LEDs because they're more energy efficient and they're also much more cheaper as well in the long run. So that would be the first thing because that would save energy and also decrease your carbon footprint. Second would be to use less carbon emissions in transportation. So if you can, try walk, cycle, um, even if you can carpool or walk in stride. Um, Just try to reduce your carbon footprint in transportation as much as you can. And then the third one, I think, would be to the three R's, the reduce, reuse, recycle. Try to reuse your clothing, um, reduce your food waste and uh, recycle. And please recycle properly because there's so much misconceptions about recycling. Um, And those would probably be some tips on how to reduce carbon footprint at home that are not extravagant and they're simple effective methods that I think everybody can can employ in their own homes. Some things I did this week to reduce my carbon footprint were I cycled to hurling training, I took the train to Waterford and I parked on the outskirts of town and then walked to school. Um, a few ways I tried to reduce my carbon footprint was like I cycled to my friend's house um, whenever like I'm going to a match, some of us go together instead of everyone going in their own car. Um, and me and my friend walk to the shop instead of someone driving us. Now, as I said at the start of the episode, there are some frightening figures when it comes to how much food we waste in a household in Ireland and how much food families waste. And we have the statistics for you. Let's hear what the group think of those numbers. Someone from Carlow County Council is going to join us in a while to talk to us about food waste and the damage that can be done in our homes um, around food waste culture um, I have some some figures here in front of me that might just open up a little bit of discussion for us um, and is that in Ireland we waste an estimated 1 million tonnes of food that's an equivalent of 3.6 million tonnes of carbon dioxide discharged into the atmosphere from Ireland every year um, so I'm wondering what do people think about that 
Well, personally, Ruth, I think it's a bit of a travesty, honestly. Because, really, if you think about it, we're wasting so much food, and yet there are also families who are lining up to go to food banks every every week or every two weeks or every so on, every so often, I mean. And, to be honest, I think that's just profoundly stupid. If we're producing that much food and we're wasting that much food and there's still people going hungry, then there's something profoundly wrong with how we're doing things. I think it's very shocking because like, uh, when you throw away your food waste, you don't really see too much in like the food waste bin. You just see a bunch of those scraps from like bread crusts, not fin- unfinished food, and then just to like, learn that there's a million tons of that uh, being like removed every or being wasted every year it's just very shocking yeah i think like it's actually crazy because so many people are just so used to just throwing out like a day old milk or a bit of old bread they don't really realize where it's going and what's happening to it are the others just shocked let's find out i find that really upsetting that one million tons is wasted every year when families that are sometimes hungry or the less fortunate can't afford food and all this food is being thrown away, it's not right. Uh, I think such a big number of one million is very unnecessary when in such a in such a modern day we have a lot of technology and a lot of funds to do something about it, but we don't. I think that's a horrific amount of food, especially considering that so many people don't have easy access to food because one million tons of food is equivalent to a billion kilograms, which is a billion bags of sugar, if you look at it in a way that you can visually represent it in your mind. But I can't even think of a billion bags of sugar because that's how much a million tons of food equates to. Um, And I think that we need to start conserving food and preventing food waste at home and start cutting it off from the outset. Um, And I know that there's companies now that actually take uh, food waste from big firms or big supermarkets um, and they distribute that or they make something with it. And I know that we as a society have started to tackle this issue, but it's becoming so much more prevalent and it needs to be um, considered because I think it's kind of on the back burner for now, but it needs to be brought up to the front. As we get older, our life gets much busier. We're always zooming from A to B. Now we can do so properly after listening to Mark Tracy's session about transport. But nonetheless, we are always busy. Does this lifestyle impact how much food we waste? I wonder, and I'd love to have your opinion on this. Do do people's lifestyles have an impact on, on food waste? So people are working longer hours. You guys are probably in school all day long. Is there is there a reason that maybe people buy more convenience food, food on the run, and does that generate food waste? Well, yes, Ruth, I think it does, actually. Because, I mean, like, there are people in jobs, say, like, I don't know, pick one off the top of my head, say, nurses, I suppose. They'd probably be working long hours, yes, and Mm -hmm. possibly, I'll admit, I'm not very familiar with the working hours of nurses, but I know it's quite a a work-heavy job, and I know you can be working for a long time there. So I presume that for those who are sort of working late, as you said, or involved in hours that are just long or unpredictable, I'd say they would be buying 
convenience food because they might not have the time to cook. And I suppose a lot of people who are going to school, they may bring their own lunches, they may buy lunches, depending on their own situations. But yeah, I think it is something to think about going into going into the world of work and trying to balance eating healthily with actually eating and as well as cutting down on food waste. Um, I think me being pescatarian has really stopped um, a bit of how I do um, waste food because you really see in like shops like big like superstores and everything that the most of the ready-made meals or whatever they do contain a bit of meat that I can't eat. Uh, not saying that it has completely stopped me wasting food, but it has been, it has stopped a little bit of it. I noticed that. Uh in my school, quite a few people get food in the mornings and, like, in schools, you're not allowed to eat during your, or during uh, class time and only at, like, specified lunch times. But what they decide to do is they decide to eat the lunch in the first class. So often, they just say, the teacher tells them to throw it away or put it into their bag, wasting food. Um, I think there's, some really good points you made there um, and you know as Emma was saying to be more mindful of uh, your own choice of um, what food you're purchasing and and you know reducing your own waste but Richard I think it's really important to say what you're saying as well and I think it is it's just that convenience thing again that you're feeling a bit peckish before class and then you're eating something and then you're told to put it away or throw it away um, so I think we I think there's a bit of education around it as well but I think that has to start from a really young age so that from preschoolers up that they're more aware about um, not wasting as much food and kind of planning a bit better around maybe the times they eat so that they can get to finish their lunch or their snack um, so that you're not throwing out something. So it's really good points. I wonder if the rest of the group think lifestyle has a big impact. Yeah, I definitely think people's lifestyles impact the amount of food that is wasted because if we're talking about somebody who eats um, five takeaways a day or somebody who cooks at home all the time, there's probably going to be a bit more food waste in the person who's cooking at home all the time because they're buying that food and then they're making their own meals um, and then there might be some uh, that is left over but if you're just getting a takeaway, you might just get the portion that you need eat that and then you won't have any food waste left but that is not always the healthier option so it is important to find a way to prevent food waste while also considering your lifestyle as well um yes i think some lifestyles do impact on people's food waste as you might buy takeaways but not eat all of us or buy convenience foods with are always packed in plastic wrapping. Absolutely. For um, people who get a lot of takeaways and sort of fast food, there's obviously a lot of cartons and bags and drinks cans that comes with it. And all of that has to be disposed of. Whereas with cooked dinners, home cooked meals, like the plates can be washed and then reused. From listening to this conversation, Jacinta has a good point to make that it's not just the planet that suffers, it's also the pocket. I think we also need to bear in mind that with the amount of food we're wasting, it actually has a financial impact on our budgets and our, our, our family 
um, household um, that they're saying actually the average household it's between 400 and a thousand euro each year that we actually throw out food so that's the equivalent of that amount of money that we're actually throwing in the bin and like so you know that money could go towards lots of other things um, so it's kind of worrying that it's costing families that much that we're wasting that much food what would you think about that or do you think is there ways we could change that so that we're not wasting so much money I think Jacinta that in order to actually stop you know us losing money from buying excess food that we don't need I think we need to really I suppose plan what we're going to get and just avoid everything else going into like say the shop so like you know have a list like you know ev- everyone knows the concept of the shopping list obviously <laughs> but I suppose it's just have your list and stick to it and try and avoid impulse buying and all of that because really a lot of shops supermarkets these days they have all these deals like two for one or all of that or 10% off for a six pack of whatever and that's all geared towards making a profit of course and that makes sense of course they're all businesses after all but really that kind of just breeds food waste doesn't it because you're buying more than you were out to get well you've definitely got me thinking Matthew that's not something that I I was aware of myself because I know I'm guilty if I see I have a 5 euro off 25 euro voucher I might have intended to have only spent 20 euro but I'll, I will I'll spend the extra 5 euro on probably food that I don't need so I have to put my hands up in the air and say I'm I'm guilty of that I think really uh, with like the two for one deals uh, they, it's never actually worth it to buy anything that's two for one uh, unless it's like unless it can last for a while on, the, on in storage As they say if you buy a tub of fruit usually they only last maybe a week at most uh, there's no point in really buying two of them if you know you're not going to eat both in a week I think it would really help too if you knew what you already had before you go and shopping. What do the others think of the financial impact? Well, that's really bad. If we made all those like little changes, we could save money for other stuff that could benefit the climate. For example, like compost bins or solar panels. Um such a large amount of money makes me think of how it could be used differently like if a family was to maybe cut down on how much food they were wasting they could afford the likes of solar panels or a different environmentally friendly way of improving their house yeah i definitely think that food waste can impact people and the economy financially as well because approximately a third of the food that is produced Uh, for human consumption is either wasted or not used so I think that definitely has a big economic impact because that can lead to a huge amount of money wasted that is used to make that food Um, and I think it can affect people as well because if just take a family for example if you're spending um, 100 euro weekly on a grocery shop and you don't end up using a tenner worth of food then you're wasting that money so there is definitely a financial aspect to the food waste problem as well. This week's guest speaker is an expert on food waste and how to reduce it. And he's going to teach us how to do just that. Shane Casey of Carlow County Council has joined the group to tell us everything we need to know. Food 
so my name is Shane Casey and I'm the Environmental Awareness Officer with Cardiff County Council. So one of my main roles is to encourage behavioural change, behavioural change in a way that minimises our impact on the environment through all facets of our, of our lifestyle. What are some ways to reduce food waste? Well, there's quite a number of ways to, to reduce food waste. The first and easiest way of actually reducing food waste is write a shopping list. Write a meal plan, first of all, for what you might like to eat for your dinner or lunch or breakfast during the week and then write a shopping list and go out and buy just that. Because a lot of the food we waste is by buying things we, we don't actually want to eat, particularly, and you, you'll have heard this before, if you go out shopping on an empty stomach without a shopping list, you'll buy all manner of stuff. Uh, whereas if you write, write a meal plan and write a shopping list, that's the first point. The second um, way of reducing food waste is actually... Understand what kind of foods you waste, first of all. So do an audit of your, your grocery shopping or, more important point, your leftovers. If you're throwing out food, what foods are you are you actually throwing out? And can you reduce buying those um, and focusing on the the foods that you, you do eat? Um, and that again ties back to your, your shopping list. But understand how foods uh, go off, for example. So how do you actually store your food? Um, for I'll give you a, a, a good example. Uh we have usually buy a half loaf loaf of sliced pan, myself and my wife. But recently, my my son, my five year old, starts eating more and more bread for his, his lunch and so forth. So we've had to increase to a full pan. And what we'd had we're finding is that the last couple of slices were starting to go mouldy and, and going off. So the simplest solution to that is then uh, there's lots of way of doing it. It's actually cut the sliced pan in half and freeze one half and use use the other, and and take it out when you when you need it. Freezing food is absolutely fantastic. That's why we have fridges and refrigerators, is to actually make use of that and minimise our, our food waste. And um, so those are two very simple ways of of reducing food waste is know what you're buying, only buy what you need, and then store it correctly and use it correctly. Also keep in mind that your portion size is, is very, very important. Um don't overcook. And if you do overcook, have a have a plan for how do you how you're actually going to use it. Again, store it rather than throw it out. Uh, another simple way of reducing food waste particularly at dinner time when you have a big pot of spuds or vegetables or, or so forth and you all around the table you have people with different uh, needs and hunger needs and so forth place the pot of spuds or vegetables in the centre of the table and let them self-serve that way you don't have uh, a piece of food left over in a plate that's been kind of contaminated through, through the eating process so you can actually uh, reuse those products so if you for example uh, very, very simple again if you've left over potatoes that haven't been, been, been touched rather than throwing them out make potato salad or make some other food with them uh, reuse as best you can but try first of all to talk to your family Talk to the people you're you're feeding. If you're the one cooking the food for for your family, uh, ask who ask ask your family, your kids, or your uh, spouse, or whoever it is. Are are you hungry? <laughs> what what do you, what do you want to eat? And um, prepare your food in in response to those those answers. Um, so I have something to show you today. It's a very simple little thing. It's a little scoop, and it shows out a measure of one portion of rice. Because most of the things we we waste is rice and pasta. Because I suppose traditionally in Ireland we're not used to cooking these foods, so we've no idea just how much. And it's always uh, an emphasis on throwing extra couple of spoonfuls in. But this little instrument, just like a little ladle, uh, measures out one portion of rice. And that's all you need for one person. So it's a very useful little tool to have to reduce food waste. So I think in, increasingly people are become more and more aware of the, the food we waste, uh, particularly in, in recent times with, with the cost of food, um, because we, we, we waste, as a household, we waste almost a thousand euro a year 
on on food waste. And in the current uh, climate, that's becoming a, a harsh reality for a lot of people. Who um, there are so many people who actually uh, can't afford to put food on the table, not just uh, around the world, but right here in in Carlo, uh, which is a big impact. So that um, people are becoming more and more conscious of that. People are also becoming more and more conscious of the environmental impact of, of food waste. When you when you think about it, you're not actually just throwing food into into the bin. You're actually throwing all the resources that were used to produce that food. If you think of something as simple as, say, a carton of milk, um, there was a dairy farmer up at probably five o'clock or six o'clock in the morning to produce that um, that that milk to, to milk that cow, and all the the resources that went into producing that milk going going backwards for grass production and so forth. Same with same with every product we have. If you think of our 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 love of bread, like the the wheat or barley or whatever was used to, to produce that uh, loaf bread probably was put in the ground this time last year um for, for a full year of uh food production and all those resources are thrown into the, the bin when you waste your food. So there's a massive I suppose ethical reason why we're, people are co- more conscious of food waste, and also, of course, the impacts it has on climate and and biodiversity loss. Um, so more and more uh, people are becoming aware of this, and again, it's one of those actions that at, at literally every individual and every household can do to contribute towards uh, climate and and biodiversity and sustainability in general. It just cut down on on food waste. Very very simple things to do, like I mentioned. Plan your food, store your food, and 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 discuss with your with your family how to how to minimise food waste in your homes. How much money could a family save by avoiding food waste? Um, the average household uh, spends waste about a little bit less than a thousand euro on food waste annually. It's probably increasing at the minute because of the, the the price of food and so forth. But that's an awful lot of money that could be used elsewhere in to, in in the family that people just throw in the bin literally. So, what are your thoughts and concerns surrounding food contamination? Do you think it's being handled well? So, in terms of, of contamination, um, food waste is a massive impact when it comes to recycling and properly segregating. You're supposed to have it clean, dry and loose, as was the, the recommendation for recycling. Um, in particular, and probably not if, uh, food for humans, but food for, for pets, for dogs and cats, that people don't particularly like cleaning out the, the cans and those cans can all be recycled but when they're contaminated with, with food waste that that limits the, the recyclability of, of those products. The same with um, most of our quite a lot of our food comes unfortunately in, in, in plastic packaging when you think of um, many ready made meals and so forth and if you're not washing those out then those uh, recyclables become contaminated because recycled materials is actually quite a um, it's quite a lucrative uh, business to be able to to reuse what's already been produced rather than um, try to mine out raw materials. So if we can uh, make sure that all the materials that we throw in the recycle bin every day can be recycled. And the easiest way of doing that is making sure they're not contaminated by, by food waste. I was wondering, Shane, are there any ways for us to reduce food waste that also alleviates starvation in developing countries? Is, is it possible for us to just link those together? Um, in, th- in, th- in terms of... I suppose geopolitics. If you if you go back to your history books and look at um, the the Irish famine here here in Ireland, 
it's, it's kind of well recognised that it wasn't a, a lack of food, it was a lack of access to food. And in the world today, we have that being basically replicated, where it's not a, a, a lack of food that we have, because we, we produce an awful lot of food, and more, more than enough food to feed everyone in, in the world, but it's access to that food, um, which is basically driven by, by economics and geopolitics. So if you take, for example, uh, bananas, we're, we're, Ireland is the biggest produced, uh, exporter of bananas in, in the world because we get them from Central America, bring them over to Ireland, get them ripened, and then send them off to America, or send them off to, to Europe, uh, where people, consumers, are able to pay for them. Why are we not sending those bananas to starving people in Central Europe, uh, Central America, or South America, or even South Africa, that would be a lot easier and quicker to get them to. Um, so it's a whole, uh, I suppose it's geopolitics and geoeconomics that are preventing a, a, a lot of these things. But we do have a role to play in, in that, particularly when it comes to actually uh, the, ch- the foods we choose. So, for example, coming into the winter at the moment, would you eat or buy strawberries, for example? Um, because strawberries are produced in Ireland, but they're producing summertime in Ireland. So why are we importing strawberries uh, in, to, to Ireland at this time of the year when they're not traditionally... You, a, lot, a lot of extra resources gone into to producing them. Um, why not eat the, the foods that are in season at the moment? Um, so that's another way to maybe look at, rather than importing them to where consumers are able to, to pay for it, to actually export them to where communities are not able to pay for it and who are I mean, starving communities and uh, do it that way. But again, that's... Unfortunately, it's not something that uh, an individual um, can readily achieve. But in saying that, there were a lot of fantastic individuals here in Cardo and and across Kilkenny and and other places that have left the mark in the world and can actually drive that at a national level. So it takes takes young people like yourselves to step up and say, hang on, don't be pretty important here. Give it to some other part of the world that's starving. And it's going to take ye, unfortunately, to actually stand up and, and make that change. Are you conscious about your food waste and what do you do to prevent it? Uh, well, yes, I, 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 I suppose I'd have to be uh, conscious when, when I am in the role that I am currently in. I uh, actually have a, a, an additional benefit in that my, my wife in particular is far more environmentally conscious. So, uh, we will write a shopping list. Um, we write a meal plan for, for the year, including for, for two kids and know exactly what we need. Um, far more conscious in terms of how we store the food. Um, like the example I gave of cutting a slice pan in half and, and freezing one half. Um, the same with, with fruit and vegetables. If we have a an apple tree and a pear tree in our garden, which uh, pear tree gave a fantastic crop this year, the apple tree not so much, it was better last year. But we will uh, chop and core and and freeze those um, products for, for later in the year for apple tarts or crumbles or whatever in the during the summer and, and, and spring. So we make best use as, as much as we can of um, st- food storage. And always keep an eye on the best before dates as well. So um, we will check the dates of if we have ham or milk or butter or anything like that in the fridge. Check those dates on a regular basis. Make sure we're using the, the products first. And if something is about to, to go out of um, to go out of date, to make sure you use it in in in, in a, a recipe. And that's another um, good example. Sometimes we 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 like we both like to cook. Um, and sometimes the, the recipes require something that we don't normally use. So we find a second recipe that uses the same products and make sure that we can use the full 
uh, suck creme fraiche or um, cottage cheese or whatever it is that we wouldn't normally use but we'll find a second recipe and make sure that we use uh, both recipes to use up that product to avoid food waste so there's just there's simple things really but that's all it, it takes it's just very simple simple actions that any literally anyone can, can, can do anyone of yourselves can do so that's that's the way to, to encourage it What is the most common form of food waste? Um, actually, the most common products that are wasted is actually potatoes, believe it or not, um, which is just strange because we, sometimes we just add and mix a couple of potatoes into into the pot and then we don't eat them for, for dinner because we're too full and we throw them out. All those potatoes could be used for, well, first of all, to, to reduce what you cook so that you're not wasting them um, and then to reuse them for potato salad or whatever you want to, to use yourself. Uh, find a recipe and, and use it up. The other products we use are, are apples and bananas because they're, they're the most common um, food and fruits that we have. But again, uh, sometimes we leave them too long. Um, so one one example that's often given is um, for the use of overripe bananas is, is to make banana bread. But I can, can I ask you, how many of, of you have actually produced or made banana bread I'm sure every one of you would have seen overripe bananas in your households um, but how many how often have you actually gone out and said right that banana is going into the banana bread and went off and cooked it so so questions with yourselves because obviously you're, you're role models for the people listening to this show um, so can I ask you in your own households what have what have you each individually done to, to help to reduce food waste so something that I do in my own household to prevent food waste is, like, instead of buying, like, regular-sized sausages, we go for the cocktail sausages. And at home, if nobody finishes all that that was cooked, we throw them out in the garden because, surprisingly, birds like cocktail sausages. Sure, it takes a while to peel it, but they eat it in the end. I've seen it with my own two eyes. We have uh, communications, uh, so like we tell our parents what we do and don't eat. So like I don't really like pastas or or foods with lots of sauces and spices. So my parents know not to give me like a full spaghetti bolognese uh, plate for dinner that I just won't eat. We tried buying in small quantities rather than just buying like a big bulk packet of water and we just tried buying one big bottle of water and we don't really shop if we're hungry like because that way we'll pick up more food that we don't really need. Well generally we would say uh, freeze excess foods that could be frozen like say bread a lot of bread actually. Um, We could of course use the fridges. We uh, also have a tendency to sort of plan our meals ahead during the week. So say on a Sunday, for example, we would get a little list and plan what meals we're going to be having during the week so that we don't buy excess food because we have a plan for that. It's like, you know, we're not going into the shop and buying like food we don't need. And in addition to that, we also try to uh, say we have, say, a bunch of bananas that are going ripe. We tend to try and use those in anything we can. So, like, say, you can make banana bread out of that, for example. Are canned foods a big form of food waste? Um, canned food is quite interesting because canned food, obviously, is a great way of preserving food and making sure they, they last longer. There's, there's an old joke about John West tuna being in the back corner of a cupboard through a couple of different house moves and still being there and still being in date. Um, so canned food actually a great way of preserving food. But obviously... If they if they never come out of the can and they're never used, then it's a, a massive uh, contribution to, to food waste. And equally, when 
when you do come out of the can, make sure you wash it so it can be recycled. What should you do if you have no compost bin? Now, there is new legislation out that requires every anyone in uh, town or village in, in Carlow, uh, their waste provider needs to provide them with, with, a, with a brown bin. So if you're not getting one, ask your waste provider because they're legally obliged to, to provide you with one. If you're out in the, the, the countryside, um, again, there's no more ways. You can... You can bring them to your civic community site uh, which is one solution you can produce your own food uh, composting um, station and make sure you you, you produce it you produce it correctly because uh, there's a fairly specific way but it's quite uh, easy to set up and manage the compost site and there's loads of uh, tutorials online so that's a, another option for you to minimise food waste because compost uh, believe it or not we, we only have a finite amount of soil in, in, in Ireland and in the world in general and compost is a great way to uh, contribute to soil fertility and soil production, uh, whether you're a farmer or a gardener or uh, you just have a little veggie box on your, on your windowsill. Uh, compost is, is a fantastic contribution to, towards that. Are there any misconceptions surrounding food waste, actually? Uh, I think one misconception is that people buy food with the, the intention of, of using it would never do. Um, and that's a massive contribution to, to food waste. Or people see, uh, say, for example, a banana going overripe and say, right, I'll, 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 I'll make banana bread out of that or something. But they never do. And I think that's the biggest um, misconception is that people are very, um, very in, in their head, very willing to to be sustainable and to be environmentally conscious. They're, the, the willingness is certainly there. Uh, but turning that into action, and that's why I asked you earlier, um, have you actually done it yourself in practice? Because we all know how to reduce food waste. We all know that we can write shopping lists and write meal planner and um, store food. But it's turning that theory into practice. That's the biggest mis- misconception. It's, it's the biggest challenge that I face as environmental awareness officer is to encourage that behavioural change because it is, it is a behavioural change that, that affects our day-to-day lives. But it will make a massive, massive contribution to our, our sustainability here in Carlo. Is there much industrial food waste in comparison to household? Um, there, there are two, outside of households, there are two main um, contributors to, to food waste. One is the retail trade and the other is the hospitality trade. So the retail trade is, when you think of, the you go into your, your shop um, and, you, and you're picking up, you keep an eye on your best before dates, a lot of those products don't get sold. Um, they they reach their best before they before they're they're sold, and those products essentially, you know, thankfully there are enough a lot of initiatives that avoid them going to food waste, and they go to 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 the good causes. Um, but there's quite a lot of uh, products that in the transport to and from hospitality they get they get bruised, they get damaged, and unfortunately they can't get sold. So uh, if they can go to a a, a better uh, but home in terms of charity, that's fantastic. But a lot of it does unfortunately go to food waste. In the hospitality sector, obviously, if you think you go out for your your meal to a hotel or restaurant, all those um, peelings and cuttings and all the massive portion sizes that you don't finish, that all unfortunately goes to food waste as well. And that's a lot less uh, um, easy to to give towards good causes because it's it's food that is scraping off a plate. Um, or, or food peelings so there's a massive contribution towards food waste but in fairness again uh, many of those 
businesses have environmental policies and do segregate their, their waste correctly and do um, compost their, their waste correctly. So, um, But it is, it is a, bi- a big challenge for, for us here in, in Ireland as well. Are there any apps or websites people can use to learn about or learn about how to manage their food waste? Yes, the best the best website you can you can visit to stop food waste is actually called stopfoodwaste.ie. I certainly encourage absolutely anyone to, to go there. They give fantastic tips uh, on a regular basis in terms of seasonally, and we're we're on the run up now to Halloween and then later to, to Christmas, and they will give plenty of tips of how to minimise food waste because it they are two seasons that are heavily um, contribute towards food waste in Ireland, unfortunately. So certainly visit stopfoodwaste.ie. Now it's time to play a fun game. Have you ever heard of the game Bingo? Well, we're talking about lingo. It is food lingo. I let Ruth explain more. So we're going to have a little bit of fun now and we're going to play a game called Stop Food Waste Lingo, which is kind of like bingo, except we're going to be having, it's going to be generating conversations around food waste. So everybody has a bingo card, bingo type card, except it's a food waste lingo card. Does everybody have a card? Okay. And does everyone, does everyone know how to play bingo? Regular bingo. Yes. So I will be calling one icon card, which I have in my hands here um, at random. And I will show you the icon so you can check it on your card. If you have it, you mark the icon on your cards, but you need to try and memorize the tip. So each card has a tip around food waste. So when you get, whoever gets a full line, either horizontally, vertically or diagonally, calls out lingo, not bingo, lingo. And then that person has to explain the meaning of one of the icons on that line. So you have to memorise each of these as I call them out. Do you see the line underneath? So I'm going to, I'm going to give an example. So I have mashed potato and the line that, in this case, you'd have to remember is measure with an ice cream scoop for proper portions. All OK with that? OK, are we ready to go? So the first card I have, UFOs, check your freezer for unidentified frozen objects and make a meal out of it. Salad, 50% of salad and lettuce are binned. If you buy it, use it. Potatoes, don't be ageist. A few wrinkles or sprouts are harmless. Fruit. Five a day is the way to go for a healthy diet. Wonky veg. Wonky or misshapen veg are just as tasty as perfect shape veg. 700 euro. The amount each family wastes on food binned each year. Lunchbox. Keep it waste free. Avoid cling film and tinfoil. Refill. Avoid wasting a new bottle for your daily drink. Sale. Buy one, get one free. Can be wasteful if not all used. Shopping hungry. I'm guilty of this. Don't shop in hungry. You'll buy more than you need. Eat seasonal. Seasonal fruit and veg taste better and cost less. Go vegetarian. Ditch the meat for some meals. Healthy for you and the planet. A clean plate. 
A clean plate at the end of a meal is waste-free and a compliment to the cook. One third, the amount of food that ends up in the bin. Chill out, freeze chopped fresh herbs in ice cubes. Leftovers, leftovers can taste better the second time and can be frozen. Lingo. Woo! Richard, can you have you memorised one of your icons and can you can you call it back to me? I have salad. Fifty uh, percent of salads are wasted, and if you buy it, you should use it. Well done, very good. So, can anyone else has anyone else memorised one of their icons? Yes, Matthew. Perhaps not word for word, but potatoes don't mind if they are wrinkly or if they are sprouts they're still perfectly viable food yeah that's that's pretty close I love the first line don't be just about yeah. potatoes <laughs> UFOs check your freezer for unidentified frozen objects and make a meal out of it spot on brilliant how about you, about you Jacintha did you memorise anything I did um, the one for me was the shopping hungry and I think it's definitely one I've always been guilty of but I've kind of stopped doing that. So I consciously make sure that when I go shopping, I'm not hungry. So then, and plus shops are cruel because the minute you walk in, it's all the really tasty stuff, the pastries and everything smells lovely. Um, So it's the first thing you actually want to go for because Mm. you're hungry. Um, So definitely it's a really good tip. Make sure you have your your brekkie Mm. or your lunch or whatever before you do your, your shopping. Well, I agree with Jacinta, actually, on the shopping hungry one. I think that's actually very important, and I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, I think a lot of people are guilty of the wonky veg one, because just because it doesn't look nice doesn't mean it isn't nice. Uh, The seasonal one, where buying food or fruit and vegetables, for example, in season is both cheaper and the food is actually tastier. I like that one. It makes sense, too. Um, the serving sizes are like they're often just like too large for and like often people just get uh, like they'd buy a full portion of like say wedges in the morning like with in relation to like with the school uh, that I mentioned earlier like they'd buy a full portion of wedges even though they might just like want a small little sandwich or something uh, having played the the food waste lingo game Do you think maybe we could come up with some tips for our listeners around how we could make food shopping more climate conscious? So in order to reduce waste? I think we can. Um, I can think of a few now, actually. Um, First one I think of is, of course, don't buy, well, try to avoid buying food that's wrapped in plastic. Try to go for loose food if it's possible. Of course, um, meats and all of that should be wrapped in plastic. to avoid germs but I think for stuff such as fruit and vegetables try go loose wherever you can Uh, yeah kind of adding on to what Matthew said there is that about the meats if I think it would be better if you supported a bit of a local business like your local butcher or yeah if you know that you're not going to eat something like straight away or you just want to have it like in storage for a while, just in case you want to eat it. It would be better to buy canned foods, so because they don't go off as uh, as fast as some other foods. We can't let an episode pass without hearing a climate curiosity. Let's head over to Trish to hear this week's. 
Climate Curiosities, exploring the wonders of our changing world. Ever thought about where your food comes from? Remember that choosing food from local sources means less energy is used for transportation. Doing that and wasting less food can help shrink our food's impact on the climate. So next time you're munching away, remember to dish up a healthier climate with the choices you make. Climate Curiosities, exploring the wonders of our changing world. Thanks for that, Trish. Now it's the time of the week. We find out what homework the group have to do. Okay, so finally it's homework time for next week. So we're going to ask each of you to come up with three simple ways to eliminate food waste and reduce the carbon footprint of your regular family food shop. And with that, we wrap up this week's programme. Very insightful and very informational and learning some things that we can all do at home to reduce food waste. I know I'm going to implement some of those things into my own routine at home. Join us next week for episode seven, where we're getting out and about. We're leaving the studio walls and heading to Carlo. Tune in next week to find out where. Chat then. You've been listening to a journey through the climate crisis on KCLR. To hear this episode again and more, download the KCLR app. A journey through the climate crisis is funded by Commissioner Man with a television license fee. 